Thanks for joining the Summit Global Investments Podcast. My name is Bryce Sutton, Managing Partner with Summit Global Investments. And wow, we are indeed in some interesting times right now. As we all know, we have a new president-elect in Joe Biden. COVID cases are at an all-time high in the U.S. And we have a stock market right now that's trying to figure out, you know, how is it going to finish off this year? Uh, with all this as a backdrop, today we're speaking with Scott Nielsen. Scott's a vice president of custody with Summit Global Investments. And Scott, thank you for taking a few minutes today to talk about custody and the settlements of clients' accounts. Uh, this is an area I know that most people in finance don't really understand. And so it'll be good to explore some of these topics today. So Scott, first question to you is, why does it take so long to transfer securities from one firm to another? You know, that's a really good question. I don't know why it takes uh, some people longer to transfer assets than others. Uh, I think a lot of it is just their internal policies. They, they want to audit those. They want to hold on to those, especially if it's over a month end, as long as they possibly can. And, and that way they can build or, or bill the commissions um, to their account holders. And therefore, it becomes a little bit of a delay game in trying to get those assets away from some of those broker-dealers. Really, uh, most broker-dealers and uh, custodians are DTCC Direct. DTCC is a clearinghouse that we all use to settle our trades uh, whenever we buy and sell, whenever we're doing transfers of, of securities. We all use the same repository, and that's DTCC. I know a lot of people don't want to it's too hard for them to actually build up a pool of assets. And because it's so hard for them to build up that pool, they don't want to transfer those. All the, if they transfer a million dollars out, then they've got to go get another million dollars to build that up and, and build their pool back up. I remember one particular time where I was dealing with a trust officer, and I won't mention who the bank was, but it was about a $150 million account. And they waited two to three months to transfer the the assets, even though we had a a signature from the client allowing us to pull those assets. And it was just fighting tooth and nail with them to actually get those assets over to to our account so we could manage those going forward. And it was a real painful process. But uh, for most companies, it really doesn't take that long. Like I said, two to five or six days. Really, if you're DTCC direct, it would take 30 minutes. Once you push that button to free deliver those assets to the new custodian, it would take them about 30 minutes uh, to an hour to actually record those on those books or on their books. So it really depends upon the custodian that we're using to actually transfer those assets. That's really the key and their process and maybe even uh, kind of the timing on when that's being done. But really we should be able to transfer assets on a more timely basis than we do, especially nowadays with things so automated. So that, uh, that really is why it really just depends upon the client or rather the uh, the broker on who they're, uh, they're working with or currently working with and why it takes so long. So when I make a trade in my account, how come my cash is not available immediately after I sell my securities? Each type of security has its own settlement kind of structure. Uh, for an example, mutual funds will settle at T plus one. Uh, bonds and or treasuries may settle at T plus one which is generally what the market does, or T plus two, or if, if there's an agreement between parties, they could actually even increase that settlement structure or settlement timeframe. Uh, typically, securities uh, will settle at T plus two. 
and uh, <clears throat> what I mean by that is T stands for trade date. So if you bought or sold a mutual fund today, the trade date would be today, and the plus one is when it would settle, meaning that if you bought a security, it would settle uh, tomorrow. You'd have to have the cash available in your account to be able to settle that security. If you sold it, then the cash would be available in your account tomorrow in order to uh, to transfer that, spend it, whatever you wanted to do with that. Now, the reason why stocks are a little bit lengthier, a little bit longer, is because uh, a lot of times those stocks are out on loan. And you may ask, well, why would people borrow stocks? Well, hedge funds do it all the time if they're trying to shorten the market. So uh, as you know, you can you, you know you can go long or short in the market. Uh, and I guess when I when I say short the market, I guess what I'm referring to is is that there are times where hedge funds will borrow that security from you. They'll sell that security, and then subsequently, when the security needs to be returned, they'll buy it back, hoping that that price on that security goes down, and that's where they'll make their money. So that's that's uh, that's the reason why cash takes a little bit longer for stocks to settle. Mutual funds are relatively quick. Bonds are generally uh, fairly efficient as well and uh, relatively quick. And even stocks, for that matter, are very quick as far as the settlement. But each mutual fund or each security goes through its own settlement process. I think the markets are very efficient in this regard. And uh, we're able to get our cash or uh, depending upon, I guess, if you're buying or selling in a timely fashion. Now, a lot of people own mutual funds in their 401ks and other accounts. Why is it that the mutual funds only price one time a day and they're not always trading in real time like stocks and ETFs? You know, you would think actually with technology the way it is today that maybe mutual funds could be priced uh, in real time like stocks are. Uh, I think that the problem is that generally most mutual funds uh, are made up of of various securities. I think to do that with the bond market would be relatively impossible, but maybe with a stock fund, that may be a little bit more feasible. But as most people are aware, mutual funds are built up between, you know, could be between five and 500 uh, different securities that may make up that mutual fund in the case of uh, the S&P 500, for an example. And therefore, because stocks are being priced every second of every day, it would be really, really difficult to actually come up with a real-time uh, price for a mutual fund, and uh, especially if you're doing 500 of them. Now, Summit Global, we typically have between one and 200 different stocks that roll up into our large cap or small cap or even our global fund. And I think that would be really difficult uh, in and of itself, let alone for a, a mutual fund that would have uh, hundreds of different positions that would roll that up under that umbrella. I, I could see maybe a day where that would be uh, be uh, feasible, but just not today. And so what typically happens is, as you know, is that uh, uh, the mutual fund will actually take the end of day price for those securities. And then uh, they'll include any cash and then they'll take out any liabilities that would be associated with the fund itself, which could be, I mean, there's not a lot of liabilities there. There could be some trade, uh, uh, some some securities that maybe haven't settled yet. There could be some fees associated with the account, um, and therefore they would they would take that out and record that as, as the uh, net asset value or the end of day price. 
So that really is uh, kind of it in a nutshell as far as why mutual funds are, are not real time and, and don't have that ability to do so just because I think of the, the number of positions that are held within the fund itself. Another question that we hear quite a bit is, why can't all custodians or brokerages hold every single stock and mutual fund and bond and ETF out there in my account? You know, generally speaking, most custodians, if not all, really have the ability of holding all stocks and, and bonds. Most custodians are DTCC eligible and anything that's traded in the open market, they would have the ability to hold through DTCC and the relationship with them. You know, some exceptions to that might be uh, private placements, closely held securities where uh, they wouldn't have that capability of doing that. The same thing with the bonds. Most custodians have a relationship with the Federal Reserve and therefore they have the ability of trading those bonds and, um, and treasuries uh, with the relationship they have with the Federal Reserve. Now, mutual funds are a little bit different in that there really has to be a, a reciprocal agreement between the fund itself and the custodian and not all uh, custodians. And that's why when <clears throat> we're transferring accounts over from one custodian to another, we have to get a copy of the statement. So the new a custodian can see whether or not they have the ability to hold those mutual funds. Summit Global Investments, for an example, we have a number of custodians that have the capability of holding our mutual funds, U.S. Bank, Citibank, uh, TD Ameritrade, Schwab, Fidelity, are some of the custodians that we use and have that capability. Uh, Merrill Lynch is, is another, but there are others that are out there that don't have that ability in that we haven't developed that relationship, or maybe they're, they don't feel like the demand has been there uh, to hold those funds itself. But generally speaking, uh, if, uh, if there is a custodian who has a desire to work with us, we'd love to work with them and be able to make our funds available on their platform. Uh, and that's really it in a nutshell. Uh, like I said, most custodians can hold uh, all stocks, mutual funds that are traded in the open market. Mutual funds are a little bit more restrictive, a little bit more exclusive in that uh, they've got to have that relationship with the fund and the custodian. Thanks, Scott, for the input today. Really excellent discussion. And thank you, everyone, for listening.